Are you showing up in service of your community or are you showing up for a specific outcome? Join me and my awesome client, Lucas Root, for a conversation that will have you rethinking the way in which you show up for your audience. This episode is part of a very special series where I am featuring the leaders in the 2020 Thought Leader Collective. If you want more information on how you can be one of the 10 leaders in the 2021 Thought Leader Collective, just head to rubyframon.com forward slash TLC. And if it feels aligned and right, hit apply and we'll get on a call to see if this is an aligned fit for you. Now, in this episode with Lucas, you're going to learn why building connection is all about building relationships, how your ability to connect with others begins with your ability to connect with yourself, what people really respond to, how to keep your audience engaged, and why showing up authentically is not the same as showing up as the complete version of who you be. Now, for over 17 years, Lucas has led numerous teams on Wall Street. After establishing a consistent track record of success, Lucas started his own consulting business. Lucas now works with strong brands with a well-funded great idea who don't quite know how to execute. Since early 2019, Lucas has had the wonderful opportunity to speak to numerous audiences in North America, Australia, and Europe, as well as partner with both businesses and VCs for mentoring. Now, this is truly an eye-opening episode for those of you who are getting stuck in building community that actually feels good. So make sure you listen to the whole episode. And reminder, if you're new to the episode, if you're new to the podcast, sorry, or if you're a loyal thought leader, please take a moment right now to hit pause, download a few episodes, and drop a rating and review on iTunes. Help me get this podcast out to more leaders around the world. And if you have any episode topic suggestions for me, just shoot me a text at 1781-336-0160. Now it is time to dive into the importance of building connection with Lucas Root. Welcome to today's Thought Leader, where I'm challenging you to rise up, speak up, and create a movement. I'm your host, Ruby Fremon, and I'm here as a catalyst for you, the new generation of thought leaders. I'm a kick-ass life coach, a bullshit detector, and courageous communicator. I'll show you how to gain visibility, build a cult following, and create impact while increasing your income. Join me every week as I dive into raw and real conversations that will help you amplify your presence, influence, and impact. It's time to unapologetically do what you're here to do and do it your way. So get ready, thought leaders, and let's make shit happen. Hey, thought leaders, I am back with another episode that is part of this very, very special series where I'm featuring some very, very special leaders who have been part of the 2020 Thought Leader Collective. And these leaders all have amazing, incredible, unique gifts. And I'm excited to share their gifts with you. And on today's episode, I am super happy to share with you the wisdom and the presence of the one and only Lucas Root. Lucas, thank you so much for being on today's Thought Leader. I am excited to see where this conversation flows. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for inviting us. Yeah, of course. Um, What feels even better is that we're having this conversation after we finally met in person. (laughs) Yeah, 
(laughs) (laughs) So we had our Thought Leader Collective retreat um, in August. And, you know, you can know someone for months and months and months. And with the way that digital technology is with Zoom, I mean, it feels like you really know people, but then there's like this next level when you get to actually hug someone. (laughs) It's really, I I mean, totally aside, I have some, uh, some gamer friends. Yes, I'm a gamer. I have some gamer friends that I've been like close friends with, but completely online for years and years. And we, we purposely play the same games together and we do it together. Like, and, uh, a few of them I've met over the past year and a half or so in person, hundred mm-hmm. percent, exactly the same. Like I've, I've been like good friends. We talk for a couple of hours a week for years and yeah. in person it totally changes everything. Yeah. It's such a game changer. And I think in today's world and especially with this year and what's happened, um, it's, it's that much more special to connect with people in real life, to be able to touch each other, to be able to hug one another, to be able to be in each other's presence and energy and physical form. Yeah. So that was a really special retreat. And so I feel like I now know you on a deeper level because we've met in person. (laughs) Um, And one of the things that was really, really beautiful for me to witness in you was at the retreat, it felt like there was uh, like a letting go and allowing in on a level that wasn't presented through our Zoom calls or through our Slack community. Like there was a, a dropping of the walls and a letting in. Yeah. 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 Great description. <laughs> yeah. And I'm wondering what that was like for you. Um, well, first off, let's let's rewind because there was there were a few things that you brought up um, that you've been navigating just in your own life around connection. And I think that this is something that a lot of people are navigating. Um and not enough people are talking about. And so I would love for you to just share a little bit about that before we dive deeper into that conversation. Yeah. Um, I like to approach every topic from the perspective of a tornado. It's big at the top and then it gets narrow at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Start at the top um, and, and cover the general stuff. And then we can sort of dive real deep. Yeah. Connection to me is a relationship. Mm -hmm. So starting at the top, um, I think so many people um, have no idea, really, I mean, for for better or worse, and I'm not saying this judgmentally, Mm -hmm. how many people have absolutely no idea how to build and maintain a relationship in general, Mm -hmm. Um, starting with themselves. I think think most people have no idea how how to approach a relationship internally with myself mm-hmm. I, i'm again i'm not saying this judgmentally i'm working on this like mm-hmm. i'm almost 40 and this is still something i'm working on yeah and and i am truly the one constant in my entire life <laughs> right and then um 
your 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 own relationship with yourself is the most important but ironically it's not the first relationship you have the first relationship you have is with your parents mm-hmm. you develop yourself with a capital s yourself actually after you develop your relationship with your parents so your first relationship is with your parents and then your second relationship but most important is with yourself and all other relationships come after that and so um, to your listeners look at your relationship with your parents and with yourself and if if those relationships are not um, strong changing all, all things change including relationships so changing strong changing and growing then you need to spend some time working on building your own relationship skills take it from me yeah. <laughs> someone who has spent a lot of time building my relationship skills and continue to it's not going to end I'm, i haven't arrived i will continue to build my relationship skills with myself with my parents with my wife with my friends with my community mm-hmm. so that's sort of the top layer <laughs> yeah and i love that you started there um just to provide some context for everyone um so let's go a level deeper into the funnel and yeah. let's talk about um, your personal story with connection uh, because, well, I loved what you said first, how connection is really relationship. And we do, I think to some degree, we all do struggle with this due to, you know, uh, many for many different reasons. And those struggles can impede our ability to, for example, lead effectively, build successful businesses, um, and show up in ways that really honor who we are. Like we live in a society filled with people. And so if we're not connecting with people and not building those relationships, then what are we doing? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Are we just like, it's like social media. Are we just like liking people's shit and waving high and (laughs) going back to the days of Facebook poking, poking people? Like what are we doing? Right? Like what are we doing? And so I'd love for you to share your personal story around connection because this is something that was huge that came up um, at the retreat. And it's something that I think so many people struggle with. Yeah. I was listening right just now to to your question. I was listening to respond. Mm -hmm. And that deep breath right there was intentional, taking a step back from the response that I'd been building in my head Mm. so that I can listen Mm. just and then respond. Yeah. So important. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I'm glad that popped into my head because I want to share that right now. And I want to share how that impacts all my relationships and connection. Mm. I, um, I approach relationships differently than anyone I know. Well, not any differently than anyone who has shared their approach with me. <laughs> mm-hmm. My first approach to a relationship with you, with mm-hmm. myself, with my wife, is treating it kind of like my stock portfolio in that I invest into the relationship with no expectation that mm-hmm. that 
relationship will return to me immediately. Mm. Some of my stocks blow up in a week, in a month, or this year, right? Mm -hmm. But but I don't know which one. I I spend some time. I try to make sure that I invest in ones that are going to do well for me, but I don't know which ones are going to, and I don't know how long it's going to take. It might take 10 years. Mm. Um, People who invested in Amazon in the late 90s right now are probably multimillionaires, but it took a long time to get there. Mm-hmm. And, and that's my approach to all of my relationships, like my stock portfolio. I'm going to invest into my relationship mm. in a couple of different ways. And um, it's, it's that approach of not knowing and not caring when that relationship is going to pay me back. They all do in hugs or uh, companionship or dinner parties, like some of them create monetary opportunities for me too. And that's great, but I don't know how they're going to pay me back. And I don't know when, and I don't care. Mm -hmm. Number one, that's like my number one principle for all of my relationships, even my relationship with myself. Mm. (laughs) Now connection. Um, And I'm taking that, I'm interpreting that as connection to source or connection to um, your God, if you're religious uh, or connection to the universe for people who approach it that way. Um, my relationship with Source, and, and to me, actually, Source has a name. It's, to me, Source is Gaia. She's, she is the spirit of the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and my relationship with Gaia is very strong, and it's two-way. I speak with her, she speaks with me. Um, and I work very hard to pay into that relationship in the ways that I know how. And I'm sure that there are other ways that I can pay into that relationship. And, and I continue to try to find those other ways. But, but my primary approach is that the things that I know to pay into that relationship are um, simple, often physical connection, the mm-hmm. same way I pay into my relationship with myself, right? Um, I hug myself. I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> the same way I pay into my relationship with my wife. I hug her. Simple, often physical connections. Um, and I think that's important with all of your really important relationships. Even other men. I hug, I hug other men and I'm not ashamed about it. I occasionally hold their hands. Mm-hmm. And when I do it in the right context, it's not weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so simple, frequent physical contact. Um, so my relationship with Gaia, I go out and I do earthing. I stand barefoot on dirt or grass or um, the roots of a tree. Mm. And I hug trees. And, you know, when I'm out on my walk, even when I'm on pavement, I'll stop and I'll bend bend down and I'll just touch the earth with my hand. And, and I make those simple, frequent physical connections. Mm. Um, and then in addition to that, I do as as frequent as I can, similar, simple, frequent mental connections. And to me, that's kind of like what I just did with you, where I took a deep breath and I let your what you said and then what turned into a question out of it sink in. So I was listening to listen instead of listening to respond. Mm-hmm. And I do the same thing in my relationship with myself and in my relationship with Gaia. Mm-hmm. I, I take a step back. And I listen to see if there's something that she's trying to tell me, something that she's trying to share with me for her own reasons. And maybe they'll be relevant to me in my own life in another way. 
and that's okay. And maybe they won't, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And how does this um, method of connecting both to yourself, to Source Gaia, to your partners, to the people around you, how do you feel this plays into your role as a leader, your role as an entrepreneur? Yeah. Cool question. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody is familiar with the statement, you don't know where you're going if you don't know where you've been, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so very truly, if you don't know who you are and you don't have a relationship with yourself, you can't lead because you're leading from nothing. And leading from nothing is going to lead to nothing. Now, you can have come from nothing, but you yourself today, you are not nothing. Mm-hmm. I am not nothing. And so what I have to bring to my audience, to my community, it's not nothing. It's me. It's something. Mm-hmm. It's as much as I have to give and they have to receive, which may not be the same thing. And that's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they might be receiving far more than I thought I was giving. Uh, they might be receiving less. Both are okay. Mm-hmm. But I must first know myself um, deeply today, and I change every day. So I need to spend time reconnecting with myself because I'm not the same person today as I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Ideally, that's true of everyone. You're all growing. Mm-hmm. And as you grow, you need to reconnect. You need to re-know yourself. So first, uh, building that practice of staying connected to self because I'm growing, I'm changing. And um, my community needs to be in touch with the person I am today, ideally, because I'm better than I was yesterday. And the things that I have to offer and the wisdom and the knowledge that I'm sharing, and even the way that I share it, mm-hmm. is ideally better today than it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's interesting about that is when we first connected, there was a hesitation to share more of who Lucas is with your audience. Sure. Like there, there was a real hesitation to share some of that and be more candid. And now, uh, as I continue to watch you evolve in the way in which you use social media and show up, you are letting your audience in more and more and you're letting them see you more and more. And I'm wondering what, uh, well, one, why did you choose to make that shift when we had first spoken about it in a session? And two, how has it changed if if it's changed anything or shifted anything and how has that felt for you? I think I'm going to answer backwards. Uh, it (laughs) It feels great. It feels more complete. Mm. Not necessarily better. I was happy with what I was doing then. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy with what I'm doing now. So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily better, but it's more complete. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Um, I don't know that it has shifted uh, my community yet. Mm-hmm. I think that this relationship, like all others, will start to pay back in terms of um, in terms of giving me the feedback that I need to be able to serve my community better mm. slowly and over time. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's great because I think a lot of people, you know, nowadays there's this 
energy of false authenticity. Like I'm going to try to be authentic or try to be vulnerable, like false vulnerability um, for with an attachment to an expectation that this is going to deliver a result. And what I'm hearing you say is um, it just feels better. (laughs) It feels more complete and there might be a return on investment later, but it feels better and it feels more complete. Yeah. And it's, I'm, I'm, I'm working in service to the relationship with the community, not necessarily in service to an outcome. I, I know that there will be an outcome. Um, maybe that outcome will be monetary, just like any of my other relationships. Maybe it will be, maybe it won't be. Um, and that's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working in service to that. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the missing factors in leadership today. I mean, um, well, let me first ask this question. Prior to, to us meeting and this even coming up, was, was it a conscious choice to only show one side? Yes, very much so. And why? Yeah. Um, I thought, and, and even today, I'm not sure that I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I thought that um, the community that I was building needed to see a very specific and, and confined set of knowledge and wisdom that I've picked up over the years. Mm. And I, again, I'm not sure that I was wrong, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, as, as over the course of the last year, um, following you, reading you, what you have to share, listening to your podcasts, and then actually working with you for the last 10 months, I've come to recognize, and this really came to a head uh, in, our, in our retreat, mm-hmm. I've come to recognize that people respond to connection first. Mm-hmm. And in the response to that connection, then they will hear the other things that I have to share, right? It's a, it's a rephrase of the statement, you don't know, or you don't care how much somebody knows until you know how much they care. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's the same thing, but a little bit of a different angle on it. I had this knowledge to share and I was sharing it and some people were listening. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of, actually, I can talk about raw numbers here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of raw numbers, in December, when I decided to join you, I had um, 5,000 followers. Mm. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Today I have 11,000. Mm. And I, I'm not sharing different sets of knowledge, mm-hmm. but I'm sharing more of myself. Mm. That is so good. What you just said there, I'm not sharing different sets of knowledge. I'm sharing more of myself. And again, going back to that word you used earlier, complete. More complete. Like it feels more complete. Yeah. And I think that that's key because, um, it's so, it, I mean, yes, as leaders, experts, facilitators, whatever we are, it is uh, important for us, us to present our expertise, right? To establish that quote unquote authority, to help people understand that we know our shit, simply put. And that's like one piece of the puzzle, yeah. And sure, we can build a community around that for sure. 
But then what you said about people respond to connection first. So if you add that other piece to the puzzle, then we magnify our ability to build a community. Because one of the things I like about your community on Instagram, uh, because I keep an eye on all of you, (laughs) is that your community is engaged. And that there's a big difference between someone who just has a ton of followers and someone who has, who has followers who actually engage with what you're saying, because that means that they are actually taking an interest in who you are and what you're saying um, and feel like they can talk to you. Yeah. And that's really important. Um, And so I love that you have felt Um, or experience what it feels like to show up as a more complete version of who you are to the audience and that perhaps it has influenced some numbers. I mean, what matters at the end of the day, and I say this all the time, you've heard me say this so many times, like, does it feel good? (laughs) It really does. (laughs) Yeah. And I think like to people listening, um, because we hear this all the time, right? Lucas, like be authentic, be real, like be vulnerable, let people see you. Um, and it's one thing to hear that. And it's another thing to apply that. Yeah. And, um, for you, what was that application process like? It's kind of like digging through the layers in an onion. No. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Like, when I was sharing just business knowledge, that was authentic. Mm, it, totally. That, yeah, that wasn't inauthentic, but it, but it wasn't complete. Mm. And so my audience, my community, they may or may not have known that just from listening. Mm-hmm. Um, but anybody who's really engaged at some point is going to say, hey, you know, I really appreciate all this that he's sharing. But who is the guy behind the camera? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter per se, the, the stuff you, you've seen my, my Instagram, it's filled with like great nuggets. Mm-hmm. Who I am personally doesn't change the fact that that stuff is great, mm-hmm. but, but keeping people engaged so that they get more of what I'm sharing. Again, I'm, I'm working in service to this community in service to the relationship mm-hmm. that I have with this community. And if I don't keep them engaged, then I'm not actually serving that relationship because the next thing that I share, they've disengaged and they're not going to see it. Mm. I love that you said, if I'm not keeping them engaged then I'm not serving, I'm not in service of my community. Um, because I think, well, I know it's really easy to post, uh, right? You just like grab a picture or write a thing, hit publish and it's out there. Um, it's not as easy to keep people engaged. It's not as easy to continue to be in communication with our community. Um, and I think that, and, and you tell me where you're at with this, but in my opinion, it's because people forget that those numbers are people on the other side. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. People forget. Um, and it's, it's so easy to forget because, <laughs> you know, I brought up numbers already once um, mm-hmm. that one of the ways that we measure our impact is by the number of people that are following us. Right. 
And it, I want to go back to this idea of authentic and, and completion on that too, because it's not inauthentic to use the numbers mm-hmm. unless you're buying your numbers, but it's not inauthentic, right? To use the, the numbers, but it's just one piece of the puzzle. What's the more complete visual? What's the more complete a representation of what you're creating? And it's like being able to see the people behind the numbers, being able to, to have these conversations, to learn more about them, like you said earlier, um, to have dialogue with them. That to me feels more complete. Yep. And any relationship that you want to be, um, that you want to be important to you, any relationship, any relationship with a person, with, uh, with source, with your audience and, and your community, any relationship you have to continue investing in. Mm-hmm. And you can invest a very tiny little piece of your knowledge, which is what I did until, you know, December 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point, you you lose that connection just because they say, I've already heard this before. Mm-hmm. This is that much different from what you shared yesterday. And I don't need to pay that much attention anymore. And as soon as your con- your community says... I don't need to pay that much attention anymore. You're, you're not investing in that relationship correctly. Mm-hmm. And, th- and this is my own personal experience of, of my connection with my community. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to continue to grow that relationship, I had to invest more of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've now given them, if you, if you continue to give them, let's say the expertise, the knowledge, they get used to that. And, and it's like nothing else phases them because now you're just so used to seeing that. But now let me, let me show you a little bit more of who I am. Let me, let me show you a little bit more of who I am beyond the expertise or beyond the knowledge. And this isn't um, about trying to be any certain way or trying to be authentic or trying to be vulnerable. It's just about showing up. And I remember having this, I think it was on that same call. Um, and I think what I'm pretty sure what had me mentioning this in the first place was when you were like, yeah, I do yoga and infrared saunas. And I was just like, wait, what? You do all that. And I didn't know this about you. And I was like, you should talk about this shit. Like you should tell people about this shit. And then later that week, or I think earlier the next week, there you were doing stories from your sauna. But it was just so cool because you took it and you ran with it, but you weren't trying to make it anything. Yeah. And I think people get it wrong when they're trying to, well, people miss the mark when they're trying to make it something versus just let me just be real yeah. there's a difference yeah i love it now and yeah um every relationship does have to pay you back in some way at some point mm-hmm. everyone right my my wife has to hug me too mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I i don't expect her to hug me every time i hug her um I don't expect uh, meaningful, deep internal shifts every time I meditate, mm-hmm. my mental connection with myself. Um, but, but I must have every relationship has to pay me back in some way at some time, just like my stock portfolio. 
but I don't know when. I don't mm -hmm. know how. And I don't even know what it's going to look like when I get paid back. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that looks like. And and that, it's it's that I don't know what that looks like. That's what's really important here. Mm -hmm. And my, my community, it has to pay me back. Mm -hmm. But it, it could pay me back in hugs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it could pay me back in in meaningful dialogue. And, mm -hmm. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that um, rings especially true for those who are listening, who have gotten themselves trapped in the space of resentment with the audience. Like, oh, I put in so much effort and time and energy into all this that I'm doing for my audience and no one is buying my shit. And then you start to resent the audience. Well, it's because you've attached this expectation to what it is that you're showing and that i mean that just bleeds through the energy and impacts and impedes your ability to like actually build that solidified community that's going to want to return um and so and i know for you you've got some stuff up your sleeves that's going to be coming out i mean you've already released um a bunch of stuff this year kind of all at once um yeah. And which is amazing because you've taken the time to really nurture and continue to nurture your community. And you're also continuing to nurture yourself and your relationship with self. And that's showing in the way in which you're showing up. And so I'm just really excited for you to launch the full gamut of, of Lucas Root and all your products and services um, because you're doing it in a way that it doesn't feel like you've been depending on this, like depending on your audience to like buy from you, which is what I think a lot of people do. You know, instead you're taking it like, Hey, I'm going to give you meaningful and supportive advice, knowledge, tidbits. I'm going to connect with you. I'm going to show you more and more of who I am as I continue to discover more and more of who, of you, who I am. And hey, I can actually help you out even more with what I have here. <laughs> and that feels like such a, I mean, for me, it feels like a gentler approach to bring people in versus the, hey, thanks for following me. Here's what I have. Buy it now. <laughs> <laughs> Which we see a lot of. It's <laughs> true. It's true. Um, and so what do you think is the, like if there is like people who are listening who really want to drop into this aspect of building relationship with their community, but have been struggling because they're still stuck doing things quote unquote their way. Mm. Where where should they begin to make that shift? Yeah, it's um, Maslow's. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Maslow. <laughs> Good old Maslow. Uh, it's, it's really hard to move on from your security layer where you, where you have needs and your needs aren't covered mm -hmm. um, until you get to a point where they are covered. So, um, if you if you genuinely want a relationship with your community step one for me is 
get your needs covered somewhere else. Mm. Mm. I love the gig economy right now. I love it. It's so strong. So many people are are willing to to create gig opportunities that that anybody in a position like mine right now, um, you're beyond this, so you don't need it. But many of your listeners might could jump into the gig economy, make decent money, um, serving uh, direct clients from let's say Fiverr, Guru, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and make all the money that they need, not necessarily want, they might mm-hmm. want more, but all the money that they need in the gig economy. And then they can spend the rest of their time, say 30 hours a week goes to their gig work, they can spend the rest of their time nurturing mm-hmm. the relationship they have with their community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and by being in service to their community, um, when they launch products from that point on, those products will be launched in service to the community instead of out of that, that first layer of Maslow's mm-hmm. need to make sure that they cover their basic living expenses. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out of, out of, a, out of scarcity really. Yeah. And, and it's funny cause I don't think I've ever, we've ever talked about this, but when I first made the shift into coaching um, in 2014, I was told, uh, I was running my own social media marketing agency and it was very successful. And it was, um, I'd never had to pay a dime for advertising. Clients just came to me. It was easy. Um, it was killing me the hours and it wasn't purpose driven, but at the same time it was easy and I was making good money. Yeah. And when I decided that I want to pursue my purpose, I went to um, a seminar held by Gabby Bernstein and Kate Northrup was there too. And they were on stage and I put my hand up and I was just asking you know, like I have this business, it's really successful, but I really want to transition into coaching and I don't know what to do because I'm making good money here, but I just want to like quit and I just want to start this. And Kate Northrup was like, well, just start treating your other business like your employer and they're paying you. And then you take that money and you reinvest it in your other business. You can build it from this place of feeling super abundant. And so I love what you said, because if I, I did that, so I was still doing my social media business And I started building my coaching practice on the side and my social media marketing agency income was funding the coaching business. So I was able to serve fully. Like, I mean, I was offering free coaching sessions every, almost every day um, to just get myself out there. I was able to come from the energy of service, come from the energy of relationship building because I didn't have the weight on my shoulders of like, oh my God, I have to do this to make money. And as I started to make more money with coaching, my social media clients started to drop naturally. And then the final social media client dropped. And then I was like, okay, now there's time to light a fire under my ass and get this coaching business off. But by then I had established the relationships, the connections, the community. So I love that you said that um, because it's so true. And I think there's too many entrepreneurs and coaches out there who tell you like, just burn all the bridges go all in, (laughs) but, but then you can't, you can't fully serve. Yeah. I love that. Um, Lucas, we've been on this journey for 10 months and um, you've been just such a great addition to the thought leader collective. And you were also someone who kind of came out of nowhere for me. Like I had seen you in as someone who's a highly engaged community member, but never had we ever worked together. Um, no, right. And it was, 
And it just, I think that everyone in our Thought Leader Collective has something to contribute that's really, really special. And it's the combination of all of our gifts together that has made it what it is. And I'd love for you to just share a little bit for our audience, like what, what's it been like to be part of the Thought Leader Collective this year? It's, it's been truly amazing. We've, we've talked a little bit about the transformation I've gone through. Mm. And that's personal, right? Mm-hmm. Just me within me. Mm-hmm. And some of the transformation that my outreach and, and my relationship with my community has gone through as a result of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Thought Leader Collective is a community in its own. It's a, it's a nurtured community that is purpose-driven, mm. which is awesome. It's, it's something I've been looking for for a long time. I mean, um, a little bit of an aside, mm-hmm. uh, read any of the old business books that mm-hmm. are still alive and kicking today, like How to Think and Grow Rich. Yes. <laughs> Amazing book. I've got yeah. two copies of it on my shelf, not just one, two. <laughs> <laughs> Um, these people, many of them became excellent as a member of a mastermind. Now the word mastermind has changed over the last hundred years, but a hundred years ago, it was very simply the same thing as our thought leader collective. It was a Mm -hmm. bunch of people with incredible gifts that came together to grow as a group. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I haven't had a mastermind. I haven't had a community that could grow with me, that could lift me up and grow with me all at the same time mm. until now. I love that. I love that because I feel a thousand percent the same way. And it's just nice to hear that reflection. And it was like, that's what I saw what was missing as well in our industry was like all of a sudden these masterminds have all turned into like, some iteration of a group coaching program, but where one person is in charge and everyone else is just listening or abiding. Like the, it, it just, it felt off. The energy felt off. And so I really worked hard to create this with Thought Leader Collective. And when I was creating it, I totally understood. I knew that this vision was dependent on the people who become part of it. This is not me. This is an us. This is a we. So thank you so much for contributing your energy and your wisdom and just like your raw vulnerability. And and thank you for continuing to show up and and let yourself be seen in deeper ways. Yeah. It's been my pleasure, truly. (laughs) And um, to wrap up today's conversation for our listeners, what is one final thought that you want to leave them with? Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I have a couple, if I, if you don't mind. Um, Yes. I will let you bend the rules, Lucas. (laughs) Buddy, go hug a tree. It doesn't matter where you live. um, Go hug a tree. Mm -hmm. And I mean that really very literally go wrap your arms around the trunk of the tree. But while you're doing that, and this is the second piece, mm-hmm. focus on connecting. Mm-hmm. Connect with that tree. Um, open yourself up to the idea that the tree can talk to you, um, which I believe it can. Mm-hmm. And in so doing, connect with the earth and open yourself up to the idea that the earth can and will talk to you, will, will help you see 
things that you don't see, just like any other relationship that you have that helps you see things that you don't see yourself. I mean, look, we only have two eyes and they're stuck here in the front of our head. Doesn't matter who you are, how smart you are, you can't see everything all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so connect with things that will help you see what you don't see. And trust me when I say this, a tree uh, sees the world so differently than we do. Mm -hmm. And it can help you see things that you would never see, that, that your wife or your husband or your life partner standing next to you can't help you see because mm -hmm. they're different people. But, but they're still people and they still mm -hmm. see the world as a person, as a human. Yeah. And the tree sees the world as a tree. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to second that. Go hug a tree. I love hugging trees. Um, it's very healing as well. Very healing. Um, Lucas, thank you so much for sharing your presence and your wisdom and dropping into this conversation with me today on the podcast. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you, Ruby. Thank you for having me. And I appreciate you too. Um, for our listeners, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's Thought Leader, where we are challenging you to rise up, speak up, and create a movement. Just a reminder, this episode is part of a special series where I'm featuring the leaders in the 2020 Thought Leader Collective. For more information on how you can be one of the 10 leaders in the 2021 Collective, head to rubyframon.com forward slash TLC and hit apply today. Now, if you dig this conversation between me and Lucas, please share it with a friend and drop a rating and review on iTunes. And if you have any questions for either of us or you wanna connect with us, please do so by reaching out to us on social media. My handle is at I am Ruby, and you can reach out to Lucas at Luke Root. Those links and more are gonna be in the show notes. Again, thank you, and I will see you back here on Monday for a brand new episode of Today's Thought Leader.